Super Talk Mississippi media production. What's the key to discovering delectable dining? Find something that sizzles. A time-tested favorite. A feast for your eyes and palate. And a dining experience handled with care. In Vicksburg, the key to the South. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk joining you on a Wednesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. The trip to the drive-thru at Strange Brew Coffeehouse here in Starkville or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Cleveland. Ah, uh, yes. Another Delta spot. Yeah. When they said it on Cleveland Rocks, they actually meant Cleveland, Mississippi. <laughs> that includes a, a strange brew coffee house in it. Yeah. Brewland. Brewland. Yeah. Why not? There you go. Wherever you are in our great state, you can have strange brew coffee every single morning, just like we do here in Starkville. You've just got to go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and get it ordered for shipping. You can have it every single morning at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise you are looking for. They've got it. The biggest and best selection in central Mississippi. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. And, of course, you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. They, they, I talked to the guys at College Corner just yesterday. They were like, you know, what do you, what do you think? What do we should be doing? I was like, guys, state script, M over S, walking bully. That's what people want. He's like, we're on it. So look for some great new items coming soon uh, from College Corner. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant. It's the best in town. The best lunch, best dinner. When you want to eat the best blue plate in town, you head to Restaurant Tyler. They've got a lot of great options, a lot of great veggies. And, and of course, they have, and this, this is saying something, they have literally the only piece of cornbread I will actually eat. The sweet potato cornbread at, at at Restaurant Tyler is the only one. You put anybody else puts cornbread on my plate, it will remain there throughout, and I will go back to the kitchen. But the Brian, closest yeah. thing to a biscuit that yeah that Brian could eat that's cornbread. Yeah. It's it's the it's the best cornbread. I'll I, it's the the one I like to eat. That's it. That's the only one. So that's telling you something there. So best blue plate in town. It's available to you every time you go to Restaurant. Tyler, before we jump into the rumblings, Mississippi State did have a big basketball game at the hump Tuesday night. What happened in that game? Robbie and I don't know, but one man does. Let's go now to our one and only correspondent here on Thunder and Lightning, Future Brian. Thanks, guys. This is Future Brian reporting to you from the future. Mississippi State falls to Tennessee in a tightly contested basketball game until the absolute final moment. 70-59 to 59 is the final score. From the hump, State led by as many as nine in the first half, went to the the locker room tied uh, and had some opportunities, had the lead a couple of times in the second half, but in the end, Tennessee, even without uh, Viscovi and uh, Key, just 
too much for, for Mississippi State to handle, especially at the rim. I think Tennessee would, uh, let me double check that, nine blocks tonight. And of those nine blocks, nearly all of them were on attempted dunks. Uh, State just could not get up and over the uh, the Tennessee, uh, the big men there. Uh, for Tennessee, led by uh, Zakai Ziegler, their starting point guard, who played all 40 minutes for the Vols tonight, 24 points for him. A three-point barrage in the second half. Uh, for Tennessee, they were two of fifteen in the first half, eight of nine in the second half, and that was the difference in the game. For Mississippi State, uh, in double figures, Shaq Moore led all scores. I'm sorry, led uh, Mississippi State with twenty points, a career high for him. Eight of eight from the free throw line. State uh, again, not great, but fourteen of twenty two from the three point line. Better from the I'm from the free throw line. Better from the three point line. Seven of twenty six. Again, not great, but better. Uh, but, you know, in the end, uh, just not enough. Tolu Smith also in double figures. Double-double for him, 11 points, 10 rebounds. All of that is, you know, to say State lost the game again. But I got I, this is what the, the point I want to try to make. And I want to stress again that if you've been following me through the years and if you've been, a, you know, a, an avid listener of, of my podcast and, and my message board posts and things of that nature, you know that me and positivity, uh, we're not, you know, we're not the, the, the best friends. But I am surprised by, on social media, on message boards, and just from people I'm talking to, the amount of disappointment I'm seeing in this team. As opposed to being pleasantly surprised at how competitive and how, quite frankly, how much better they are than a season ago. It's kind of interesting to me. I understand that the shooting woes are, are a tough watch. I get that. You know, it's tough to watch this team and they they're not they're not a great offensive basketball team. That's fine. They are a really good defensive basketball team. So they, it's not like they're just getting blown out every night. You know, you talk you think about like Rick Ray's teams. He's a coach who came in and preached defense, but then his teams would you know give up 75, 80 points pretty regularly. And these teams, you know, for the most part, are 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 really good defensively. You know, it took. I mean, this is an eight of nine in the second half of three point shooting is abnormal. Those were some contested looks too. They weren't just draining wide open shots. But by and large, it's just a lot of you know. And, and I understand that it's been a tough. And it sounds weird when you say it, but it's been a tough you know twelve, thirteen years now, fourteen years of basketball at Mississippi State. One tournament appearance. I get that. But this team is a lot better with a coach who you know. There's a lot of improvement, especially on the defensive end. But even offensively, I feel like they get to the rim, they get good looks, the players just aren't shooting. Well, you know, everybody gave Mike Leach plenty of time. You know, it felt like there was less negativity about Leach even in his first year than there was about Jans, who is, you know, by the way, is still you know, 13, 13 and 6. They've played, in their first six games in conference play, they've played a ranked team four times. The Georgia loss, yeah, that's a bad loss. It's it's, gonna, it's not sitting well, but did anybody really think this team was ever going to beat Tennessee, Alabama, and Auburn? No. No. I've been pleasantly surprised with Jans and how this team has played thus far. And I think once they get past this stretch, you know, they have Florida on Saturday, then they have Alabama and T- TCU. Back-to-back ranked teams. But once they get past that, I think the only ranked team they have left is a road game with Arkansas, who's kind of you know wobbly a little bit right now. They have two remaining with South Carolina. 
They have two with Missouri, who's good but not great. They have Texas A&M, Vanderbilt, another one with Ole Miss. Those, these are winnable games for Mississippi State. It's just sort of, it's just sort of weird to me. And I'm, again, this is me telling you that. This is the king of pessimism. I've made a brand of it. It's why I have the job I have today. Is being pessimistic, but I, I, I really do feel like people. I don't know if overreacting is the right word, but there's just, and I maybe, and maybe it's just a lot of leftover negativity from Howland and Ray, and it's just you know it's been so long since you've seen Mississippi State basketball be truly successful, and I get that, I absolutely get that, but this is one of those where if you if, when you watch the games, they're better. And Jans is, is 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 a good coach. You 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 can tell. You can tell in the way this his teams play that he's a better coach than what Mississippi State has had before. So I'm just saying. I'm not saying you know you think what you want, but it feels very premature to write this team off even this season. If I could, I mean, we could go back to October, and I told you at this point in the season they were 13 and six. You you've been thrilled. So. I'm just, just, I'm just saying. That, 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 that's all. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying. So, all right. Let's get back to the uh, the rumblings with uh, Brian and Robbie back in the studio. All right. Thank you, Future Brian, for the recap on that game. Uh, let's jump into the rumblings, Robbie. We got a lot of great questions this week. Appreciate as always our listeners uh, showing up for us. Colton Watson's up first. What's the key for Barbe to avoid a Moorhead-like offensive malaise due to a rough transition period from one offense to the other? Um, I don't think it. I don't think it's too rough. I mean, I think Mississippi State has some players that can run this. Of course, the the scheme and all is is quite different from you know the the splits being significantly tighter. On the offensive line to being more a little more of a you know smash mouth front, but you still have guys. I, th- I feel like the concepts will be easy enough, but um, the key to avoiding it, I think, is just you know the spring having a really good spring. Everybody kind of picking up everything they need to pick up in the spring uh, and being locked in there. Um, and for and for Barbe, it's moving towards your strengths and not trying to do what Moorhead did and force a certain style of offense on a certain style of um, quarterback like Nick Fitzgerald was. I I think the key is just finding what you're strongest at and going with that. And if you want to, if if it's going to be different moving forward, you recruit to that. But for this year, you got to move towards Will Rogers strengths, Mississippi state's offensive strengths and go from there. I think one thing to consider here is that you're going into a, a, a what I would consider to be a simpler offense. You're going to lean more on the running game. That's going to benefit everybody. And and I think it's just you know this isn't. I think you know with with Morehead to, from Mullen to Morehead, you were trying to take a leap forward. And I'm not saying this is a leap backwards. I'm just saying that this is a more conventional offense that's going to rely on on that that doesn't you know Will Rogers. I think this is an offense that almost any quarterback with talent can come in and run. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that that, I don't think that's, that's something to consider here. I think the fact that they're going to lean more on the running game benefits everybody. Uh, if you could get rid of the transfer portal or NIL, which would you get rid of and why or neither? 
Brian would say neither. I would say neither. But if I had to get rid of one, I would get rid of NIL. I think so too. It's it's kind of disastrous right now. There there's no rules with it. It's kind of, you know, this guy gets this much money and it is pay for play. Let's not try to yeah. hide that. It's yeah. definitely pay for play. Um there's not supposed to be. That's not the spirit of it, but that's what it's become. And it's there's no regulations, there's no cap. There we don't know, you know, what what's supposed to happen. The transfer portal, I think, is is good for the players, and it's and it's beneficial for teams too. I mean, it's not like the teams aren't allowed to go out there and get players as well. So that's just that's just something that you just have to tap into and get get on board with. But NIL is out of control right now. You got guys that are agreeing to terms, and they'll come back the next day, and and they'll want something else. And there's really no there's nothing that can contractually obligate them to playing uh for the team that they've agreed to um an nil deal with so it's to me right now the nil is just something that's got to be fixed yeah the transfer portal to me and i say this all the time you know people leave jobs every day leave their wife leave their kids A, a chemistry major can transfer to as many colleges as he likes but for whatever reason, a college athlete can't. I can't get behind that. I think they should be allowed to go. I don't care that it causes roster issues for a guy who makes three and a half, four, or in some cases, $9 million a year. It just doesn't bother me. But the transfer portal is something that's being abused right mm-hmm. now. I, and then it's, it's, it was one of the things that started off with good intentions, but bad actors got into it very quickly. Uh, and so if I had to pick one, but that being said, I don't, I, you know, if people want to spend their money on these players, who am I to tell them how to spend money? I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm, I don't tell people how to spend their money. So, doesn't bother me one that much one way or the other. Uh, Wade Jones asks us, which of these is the best feeling? Which of these three things? Putting chapstick on when your lips are cracked and burning, putting on clothes straight out of the dryer when it's cold outside, or getting into bed with fresh clean sheets. Uh, I think it's clean sheets for me. Why don't we combine two here and we get into bed with fresh, clean sheets just out of the dryer? Now we're talking. Yes. Now but, we've done especially something. when it's cold outside. Yes. Oh yeah. Get the comforter right out of the the dryer and right on top of the bed. Oh, that's that's bliss. That's, that's the stuff. There you go. Sam says, with Chad Bumpus and Jamar Chaney having success coaching at the D one level, who are some other recent MSU players that you could see eventually achieving that same or similar level? I mean, there's Mississippi State is a, is a school that I mean a lot of high school coaches in the state are Mississippi State grads, and a lot of those guys will have opportunities I think going into college. I, I'm not sure who you know the latest crop of guys has gone directly into coaching at this time though. Uh, Thomas Calhoun's going to move up. Yeah. Um, right now it's it's I could be wrong, but it, right now it's basically Bumpus Cheney and Calhoun right in college. There's that, a ton of high again. school coaches out there. There's a ton of Mississippi State coaches that are in high school. Cody, uh, I can never pronounce his last name. Shexnader. Shexnader, yeah. Is coaching. He's rising up there. He's been, a, I think, special teams coordinator. Yeah. Um, a few guys here and there. Yeah. Um, also from Sam, I re- finally watched Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross recently and really enjoyed it. My wife, not so much. What's wrong with her? What are some well-known movies you went a long time without ever seeing that ultimately lived up to the hype? So what's a movie that you didn't see for until later in life and you're like, oh, wow, I should have watched that earlier. Is there one? Uh, Goodfellas. 
Ooh, when did you see that? Probably three years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ago. Yeah. It had been a while. That's um, a good one. And then about five years ago, I, I watched uh, Godfather for the first time, like all the way oh, through. Okay. So the, the two like mob movies were really like my. Yeah. That, that was my um, latest, I guess. I'm trying to think of one that stands out that's like, you know, I didn't see it until later. Nothing nothing really standing out for me. If I think of one, I'll come back to it. Um, Brogan Fairchild, I recently got to try the much-heralded prime rib sandwich at Two Brothers, and it instantly landed on my top five favorite sandwiches of all time. Where does it rank for you in the pantheon of sandwiches? It's up there. That's Definitely a good sandwich. I, w- I would put it in the category of the French dip because that's basically what it is. Yeah, it's and a prime it's rib French dip, though. Probably the best, probably one of, if not the best, French dips I've ever had. Yeah, you got to you got to separate. You know, a prime rib sandwich shouldn't be graded with a with a club sandwich, right? You know, not right. it shouldn't be graded with a Philly cheesesteak. You know, they're all they're kind of is it is it in the same category as a po' boy? Because it's on that it's on that. That hoagie it's a good question. bun. You know, I mean, like as a shrimp po' boy and a prime rib sandwich on the same tier. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Which they have. A, my dad loves their shrimp po' boy, too. Yeah. They have a good shrimp po' boy. They got well. it all. They got it all. Uh, also from Brogan. I've noticed Zach Selman is already much more active on social media than our previous AD. How important do you think this is in today's college athletic landscape? Well, you mean he doesn't wait, you know, 28 hours after something happened to retweet it? Yeah, if he can retweet an event that happened to Mississippi State's campus a week, like before John Cohen did, then yeah. he's, he's already good. moving in the right direction. He's doing great. Yeah, I think it's it's crucial. I mean, you you've got to be locked into social media these days if you want to be in athletics. It's just it's it's, it's just a must. Yep, and he, I, I think he followed all of us the other day. Did he? Hold on, I, I believe so. Well, I might just be getting ready to get excited here. I, it took it took uh, <clears throat> years to follow me. Not not following me. So, oh, I guess I'm just not uh, just not. That's okay. I, I'm not that important. It'll be all right. Uh, let's see here. Will Caruth wants to ask us: Did you believe during the 2012 football season what game made it clear that we weren't that good? The Alabama game. Well, I never thought they were going to go to Alabama and win. I never did. I, I, you know, the closer they got, the more I thought. Mm-hmm. I and, thought it could be a good game, but I didn't think they could win. Yeah. So this is how that season played out for me, right? So you have that game. <laughs> then you have the A&M game. He's, hey, real quick. He's following Bulldog Sports Radio, by the way. <laughs> he followed Bulldog Sports Radio, but he didn't follow you. But not me. Oh, God. <laughs> Ah, DM that's him. DM him for me. Tell him that's, oh, God. that's not how that works. Oh man. <laughs> when was the last time that thing tweeted? 2018. 2018. It, it retweeted Steve yeah. last week. Yeah. I mean, because I, I left August 1st was my last day of 2018. That's so funny. Um the was what was the game? Uh, what, what so mean? for me, Robbie, it was like, they lost Alabama. Alabama was number one in the nation. Okay, okay. And it, it was, was just it was like it was kind of like the air came out of the balloon in that game, right. but, but then they lost the AM. They lost AM. Yeah. And that was Manziel was just so dominant in that game. 
right? You were just like, okay, this guy just beat us single handedly. They went to LSU and lost, and I was like, well, it's LSU. You know, they 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 very they usually lose at LSU. They beat Arkansas. It was the Ole Miss game. If they had beaten Ole Miss and finished nine and three, nobody says anything. That was a I great think, season. I think the AM game was it for me just because how they were just they did dominate us in that game. I mean, that was just a yeah. It was a throttling. It wasn't even 38-13. I remember saying in that game, like I think Cam Lawrence, uh, like I say, Cam Lawrence is the only person that wants to be here. Like that he game, was the yeah, only one early on. Like they they did not want to be on the because Manziel broke their will. Yeah. He just was unstoppable. That's one of the best alpha dog games you'll ever see. Just one guy completely dominant. So. After that, I was like, I mean, this dude is like. He's he's unstoppable. He's going to be yeah. able to do this on every level. And then, and then the next week, yeah, well, not so much. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Jacob Shumi wants to know, planning a wedding, I need to know what three proteins we should serve. You got to have beef, right? You got to have like a prime rib. Mm-hmm. Got to have that. Um, do you want to do fish or do you want to go like shellfish? I'm going to have like, a, like some scallops or something. Um, you know, I'm not a big seafood guy. I mean, I like seafood, but it it wouldn't be like on my list of okay, okay. Well, then chicken for, the for sure, though. Gotta have chicken. chicken. Yeah. yeah, just like a roasted chicken. Uh, yeah. Okay. Maybe 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 like the rotisserie or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so if we don't want fish, do we want pork? I mean, I feel like chicken, pork, pulled pork. Beef. Well, if this is like a sit down dinner, pulled pork probably not the way you probably gotta go like a. Like a like a pork sh- like a pork roast or something. Okay. I think because it makes it sound like this is going to be a fancy wedding. So no Boston butt. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do. I mean, unless you're going to cook it like a roast. Yeah, what you could do. So, I'm just trying to think. Or do you want to go like lamb? Do you want lamb chops? Maybe. That sounds expensive. Hey, it's not our money, and Duck. it's not Jacob's money either. The bride's family has to pay for this stuff. Duck. Ooh, duck breast. Now, okay. Now we're talking. Yeah. That's a good call. That was a good call, Robbie. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, Shane, I like that question, but didn't lock it, buddy. Come on. Uh-oh, that's the first one in a while. Yeah. Steve Mormon, what was the first major sporting event you attended and where? Me, it was he was a 10-year-old at Tulane Stadium watching the Saints with his dad. The first one I I can I, I'm pretty sure I'm right. The first game I ever went to was at Memorial Stadium, 1981, USM seven, Mississippi State six. Nice. Not really. What's well, not? <laughs> probably probably not many uh, great memories at Memorial Stadium for you, huh? I saw State win one time there in my entire life. I I still say that the first one that I remember was the '97 Egg Bowl. Yeah. But the first game I attended, I'm almost positive, was the 91 Texas game. Yeah. I'm almost positive that was it. All right. And like I, was, two? I was two years old. Yeah. I wasn't – yeah, I was two. I just turned two in June of that year. Uh, Jeffrey Chancellor wants to know. He wants us to rank these players – by their ability to put their team on the back and carry them to a clutch win. Fitzgerald, Booby Dixon, Q Weatherspoon, Tierra McCowan, Jake Mangum. Well, right off the bat, I got to take Booby Dixon kind of off the list. Like, what 
what huge wins did, did Mississippi State enjoy where he had a monster game? Kentucky. Yeah, but that's against a like a Kentucky team that wasn't that good. Yeah, they weren't very good. So that, that's the only game that I think that I fifth. can think back like he he took the game over. Yeah. Uh, Terry McCowan might be number one. Yeah, sneaky guy is Q Weatherspoon here. He had like five buzzer beaters in his career. So that's possible. Mangum, of course, is going to get a lot of, of vote. M- McCowan might be number one just because she played in the biggest games. McCowan um, against Washington yeah. in the Sweet 16. She dominated that girl. She literally took that game over. Yeah. Um, she did it against Oregon at home mm-hmm. the next year. She did, I mean, there were a number of games where she was yeah. just monstrous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, she might be number one. I might go Weatherspoon two, Mangum three, Fitzgerald four, BB five. All right. I'll live with that. I can live with that. Also from Jeff Chancellor, throw the stats out the window. Rank these performances based on your wow factor when seeing them. The Snowball, Dante Walker, DeCenzo Miller versus Florida, Josh Robinson versus Kentucky, Anthony Dixon versus Houston, JJ Johnson versus Alabama. The Anthony Dixon versus Houston might have the single best play of all these, that run where he just drug six guys into the end zone with him. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, Josh Robinson against Kentucky, though, has the crazy uh, breaking 17 tackles run. That might be the the, the best overall performance. That was like the last time that State put a lot on his plate. Yeah. They didn't really use him. Never really used him after that. And I think that frustrated him. That that might have that might have led to his early exit. There's a there's a performance that's missing for this. The, the, to me, the answer would have been Fitzgerald in the 2016 Egg Bowl. Yeah, Fitzgerald and Aries Williams. Yeah. Uh, Desenzo versus Florida was was Huge. wild. At a massive JJ game. just they gave him like 40 carries against Bama. Yeah, yeah. That was just you know a guy that just had a tremendous workload in that game. Yeah. Uh, Rob Hadaway. Would you please address the rumors that the th- that Thunder and Lightning has agreed to be purchased by the Saudi Public Investment Fund? We can't <laughs> disclose any deals at this time. All right, we cannot. We have no comment. Have you seen that? That Vince has now gone completely, like he he has come in guns blazing. Stay it out. I'll watch the Royal Rumble with you. We'll have our fun and enjoy ourselves. What is is that this weekend? It's next weekend. Next weekend. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to get in. I, I knew. I, I knew it. I knew it that I, I, I was. I, I was new. I was right to tread lightly. Now, if he comes in and he plays off of this and he plays like the evil character again, I might. I might get into that. But there's no Austin. Use this. Well, there's there. There could be somebody. There could be a, a Kevin Owens or a Sami Zayn that I've done think could, so many times. It's I, I, the whole. You know. The the boss is keeping me down. I mean, they tried it with Daniel Bryan. They 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 tried it with. But with that was Brian. great. But but it's it's just so it's just so overdone at this point. You know, Shane. Like every time everybody. Every time they've done it, it's worked. That's not true. It hasn't worked every time. Well, not every single time. But the big the the big ones they, that they've, they've made had, it pay off a couple of times because they had the right guy in there. They had Austin. They had Daniel Bryan. But sometimes I mean, like when they tried it with Roman Reigns, it was just so dumb. So. I don't know. I don't we'll remember that. What, what was on with Roman Reigns? Well, I mean, they had Seth turn on him, and then Seth was the chosen oh, yeah. one, and you know, all that. Uh, Rob says it's been uh, over ten years since the SEC eliminated divisions for men's basketball. Overall, do you think this is a positive or a negative for MSU? 
I mean, they haven't been able to hang any banners. Yeah, I mean, how many times would they have won the West in the last 10 years? Maybe twice? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, that's been mostly, I, I, you know, the the status of Mississippi State basketball has been the problem there instead yeah. of, you know, just divisions. Agreed. But, um, you know, obviously when they when they were, when the divisions were separate, Mississippi State could claim an SEC West title like every other year. Right. When Rick Stansberry was here. Right. Um, now it's a little bit difficult to claim something, um, especially the overall SEC title. Last one from Rob. Now at the age of 46, I have finally seen The Goonies. Please rank these other iconic 80s movies I haven't seen. The NeverEnding Story, Gremlins, Scarface, Dirty Dancing, Footloose, and Roadhouse. I have never seen Dirty Dancing or Footloose. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, never seen it. I would say Scarface, number one. Yeah. Um, Roadhouse, two for me. Yes, yes I'm with you. Um, Gremlins, three to me. Gremlins, three. Mm-hmm. Footloose four, okay. Dirty Dancing five, Never Ending Story six because I have not seen Never Ending Story okay. all the way through. Okay, I, I want to know Rob's thoughts on the Goonies. Yeah, we should get those for sure because that's, oh, yeah, that's I want to top. Rob is a, like a pretty you know straight and narrow. He's he's a good Christian man. I want to see him watch Scarface. Is he a straight and narrow kind of guy? Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's that. very. Um, I believe he's very devout. Um. The Goonies is a top five movie for me. Oh, it's great. It's great. I love The Goonies. But him watching Scarface. I want to see. Yeah, I want to watch your mom watch Scarface. Uh, no, it wouldn't last five minutes. I look, look, look at you, Robbie. I, I can't even have a kid with you, man. The world is so polluted. It would not go over well with my mother. When I went to uh, St. Louis, we went to this one of those food courts, like those big public markets. They have all the different restaurants in there. Mm-hmm. And I got a that went to a sandwich place, and all the sandwiches were named after the movie. So I got their Cuban sandwich, which was called "Say Hello to My Little Friend." Oh yes! And I was like, if I use the Tony Montana voice, do I get a discount? And he was like, "No," but he let me hear it, and so I hit so it. Your your Tony Montana was actually Razor Ramon. It, it kind of is, but I was like, but I, that's I, where I, it came from. I want to order the "Say Hello to My Little Friend." <laughs> I, I should have been like, <laughs> "What's this, man?" The bill. <laughs> you, you know how many people are going to be eating here that here I'm eating here, man? You want me to wash dishes? You should have thrown a toothpick. In, I should have. I didn't have one there. So I love getting people with the, your womb is so polluted. I love that. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on into the rest of the rumblings. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. This weekend, if you're cooking out, let's put some beef on the grill, some steaks or burgers. But if you're staying in, Hey, let's make a big, big pot of beef stew, maybe some spaghetti, maybe some chili. All these are great recipes, and they all start with beef. Go to msbeef.org if you're looking for recipes or for more information about our beef producers here in the state of Mississippi. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. We were just talking about a prime rib sandwich. Maybe you should go try that. That's one of the best things on their menu. A fantastic it is a po' boy sandwich when you think about it because it's on the po' boy bread. Uh, what provolone cheese, horseradish, and then that French dip that allows you to dip it in. I mean, it's just that's a great sandwich. Maybe maybe one of the best sandwiches in the in the state of Mississippi. Try it out for yourself. Head over to Two Brothers Smoked Meats and enjoy a fantastic meal of smoked Southern soul food. 
Great products and great service is something that every business likes to promise you. Advantage Business Systems will deliver it to you. And they have been doing that for 48 years. That's a long time. Long time to be taking care of your customers. But that's what they do. That's what they are about. And they make it really simple. You just call them when you need technology for your business. And then if you need service, you call the same number and you talk to the same people. No overseas communication centers, no out-of-state consultants who might take a week or 10 days to get back with you. No, somebody here in this state. The number is 601-362-9192 or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Now we're really counting down the days to baseball. As we, as you know, uh, Tuesday was 30 days. It's time to start talking about getting out to Duty Noble for first pitch. Beautiful weather today here in Starkville. When I talked to Coach Lamonis earlier, uh, I said, I hope it's like this on opening day. But I think we all know that it won't be because we're just not that lucky. So it's time to get a nice new fleece pullover from the Rogue. Their collection of quarter zips and polos from their collegiate collection, those are the best available. And they've got the M over S logo wherever you want it. So when you want to look for some great quality products with the logos that you want, you need to shop at the Rogue. The Rogue in Jackson, therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. All right, next question comes to us from Sheldon Nations. I think you and I might have different answers for this one, but would you rather win a $20,000 car or a $10,000 guitar? $20,000 cars starting to become kind of an average that's a good point. Vehicle. A $10,000 guitar would be pretty dang special. Like, what is, like, if I wanted to buy a good quality guitar, how much would that cost? Um, electric or yeah, electric, acoustic? Electric. Um, I would say, like, a, a Gibson Les Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the guitar that I would want. Mm-hmm. That's going to run you close to. Uh, like a really good Gibson, probably fifteen hundred to three thousand. Okay, so $10,000, we're talking, that's a really, really nice uh, custom made. Getting, like, you're like, you could probably get like somebody, like a somebody specials guitar. Yeah. So that okay. would probably be my or a $20,000 car is like a, a Toyota Corolla these days. Yeah. Like, they're okay. like, it's not, it's not that great. To get a twenty thousand dollars. Now you got me thinking because I was thinking about going for the car because I don't play guitar. But but you could have it just to have it. Yeah, be a nice keepsake to have. Yeah, if somebody that's something that you know, a car depreciates immediately, whereas a guitar like that would probably only increase in value. Yeah. So like you can get a like you can get some versions of a Les Paul like some. Not like the Gibsons, but like Epiphones and stuff like that. You can get those for a pretty good price. But if you want like a real deal, like Gibson Les Paul, it's going to cost you a, a good bit of money. And there's the acoustic guitars, like the the ones that I want, like mm-hmm. um, the really good like Martin or uh, Taylor. Like those are pretty freaking expensive. Those are like fifteen hundred dollars. Okay, for a good one of those. There you go. Some of those some of those acoustics are more expensive than an electric. Okay. Did not know any of this. That's good information. But yeah, uh, I would say probably 1500 to, to 3000 for a really good, like... I have a friend that works for uh, for Gibson, too. He makes those guitars. Well, you need to get me a hookup. I'll see what I can do for you. Uh, Alexandra Watson 
ask, where do cinnamon sticks come from? I happen to know the answer to this. They are the bark of a tree. I think it may be the cinnamon tree. It's like not the outer bark, but the inner bark is what those cinnamon sticks are. Wait, really? Yeah. It's like actual tree? Yeah. I never even thought about that. There you go. Why is aluminum foil only shiny on one side? I never thought about it. She's making us think here. Yeah, I I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest with you. I don't don't like... I've been made... Already earlier today, I was made to feel feelings. uh, And now I'm being made to think. And I don't know how I feel about these things. So let me see. Let's see what a Google search gives us. We don't like to use our brains. No. All right, here we go. Here's the answer. Uh, From today.com. I guess they know what they're talking about. Uh... Like the Today Show? Yes. The difference in appearance between dull and shiny is due to the foil manufacturing process. In the final rolling step, the two layers of foil are passed through the rolling mill at the same time. The side coming into contact with the mill's highly polished steel rollers becomes shiny. The other side, not coming into contact with the heavy rollers, comes out with a dull or matte finish. So there we okay. go. We, we, we found the answer. Good job. Thank you, nice. Google. Thank you. Yes. Renardo Sydney's burner account. Uh oh. Feels like that's not very timely, first and foremost. Feels like maybe you need to change the name there, especially when it's uh, gauged and geared. You can just change that. You don't need to remain that. Uh, with the spring sports getting started, do you either of all keep up with Bulldog tennis? Freshman Peter Jovanovich got to campus and is playing number two singles. Keep a lookout. Well, good for him, but uh, I, I don't tend to keep up much with men's tennis. We'll have to ask uh, Logan Lowry about that. Logan Lowry tells all about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rob Montgomery, when Cohen became AD, I asked an ABC if he would oversee MSU's first national title. The memory on Rob. How do you remember that? To follow that up, do you think Selman oversees a second national title for the department? It's going to be tight. feel like it's going to have to come in baseball. Yeah, that's where you're going to be the closest at all times. Well, so. for a while we said women's basketball mm-hmm. had kind of overtaken baseball as the possibility to get a first national title. Now I think the closest thing is is baseball. Yeah, I agree. So do you think that could happen in the, the next? Let's let's be honest with Selman's tenure. Yeah, it can. Five to I mean, seven years. I th- I mean they've already done it, so they've already proven they can do it. Yeah. Chris Lamonis knows how to win that. He's gotten to the uh, College World Series twice. Yeah. So I think it's very possible for them. At any yeah. time, they could go on a run. Yeah. Uh, Blake Thompson, don't lock your question, man. Come on, guys. Matt Black asks us, how soft is the College Football Hall of Fame? He tweeted the following at them when somebody says, they, so he quote tweeted the College Football Hall of Fame, where they said the College Football Hall of Fame honors the memory of Coach Mike Leach. He says, put him in. That's why you locked the mention. You're cowards. He says, how soft are they? Matt, I'm going to go ahead and give you some hard love here, some hard truth. Uh, when you insult somebody, they're going to block you. These companies don't have time for this, these kind of mentions. They just don't. They don't, want, they don't want somebody to tweet to search for College Football Hall of Fame and find people making fun of them. They don't want that, so they block you. Okay. So you got no one to blame but yourself. It's not that they're soft. It's that they're a business. 
By the same token, you couldn't walk into a business and just insult the manager all day. They would ask you to leave. It's the same thing. Is that what you do? No, I don't. Do I go to businesses and insult the manager? No, no, no. Block. No, no I don't block. I mute. I, I usually mute as well unless you personally insult me. Yeah. It's got to be harsh for a block. Yeah, it's, yeah, same here. Yeah. So, no offense, Matt, but I'm just saying, you, gotta, you know, you're to blame on this one. Uh, Scott Ming asked, with the way Brock Purdy has been playing this year, do you think the 49ers move on from Trey Lance? How do you go back to him? How do you do it? Well, that's such a that's such a, an interesting dilemma that they find themselves in. Mm-hmm. It's a good problem. Yeah. But they basically have three starting quarterbacks yeah, and right Garoppolo now on their roster. Him. They'll trade him. But, you know, Garoppolo is a proven guy. Trey Lance, not so much proven, but high ceiling. And then Brock Purdy has been fantastic down the stretch. Yeah. So you're winning, I feel like, anyway, but you can't go away from Brock Purdy, I don't think, right now. He's he's proven himself this season. So I'm using those guys as trade bait. Yeah. You can make some good trades with those guys. I agree. But I'm keeping Brock Purdy because right now he's the hot hand. Also from Scott. Do you think the Saints have a shot at getting Lamar Jackson? I bet Robbie hopes the Saints have a shot at getting Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I'd, I'd be perfectly fine with him leaving the division. I think if he's going to leave, if he's going to, you know, not re-sign with Baltimore, then the Saints are going to be one of the teams that goes after him really hard. He, he's one of those that doesn't have an agent, right? I, th- I think he has an agent. Or sure. so, I thought he was like negotiating on his own or something. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But regardless, the Saints need to be in the quarterback market this year. So Lamar Jackson would be a great guy to get for sure. Uh, Tucker he, does, he is acting as his own agent, which I, I feel like diminishes not, not smart. chances of getting a better contract. Well, then good, that's good for the Saints. Uh, Tucker Medlin says, if Nick Saban was the head coach at State from 2007 until now, what happened? How many national and conference titles did State win? I would say... No national, but they might have won an SEC championship in there somewhere. They would have definitely won the West a couple of times. Yeah. Um, I thought I about know, it. I was like, does that mean that they went, you know, does Saban do what you have to do to get Cam Newton in 2010? But I also thought, well, Cam Newton was interested in Mississippi State because Dan Mullen was here. Right. I don't know that he would have been interested without Mullen being here. Well, I feel like they would have gotten a lot of guys that they wouldn't normally get maybe with not. Nick Saban. Yeah, but I think like in 2010, maybe instead of going eight and nine and four, they would they would have gone eleven and two with mm-hmm. Saban. With in 2014, they probably win the SEC. That might have been a year to, they had a chance at the national title if Nick Saban yeah. was here, because he would have. Because you're right, he would have added a couple more players that you didn't have that would have, you know, that you would have needed, you know, here and there. I think they're. <laughs> Obviously, I think their chances of winning a national title would have gone way up. Oh, for sure. Nick Saban at the helm. For sure. For sure. I don't know if they would have came, came through with it. but yeah. the, And the main thing to remember is that if, if you have Saban here, Alabama doesn't become Alabama. Yeah. Whoever they hire is not as good, period. It's just not possible. So. Agreed. Um, when is the last time a player's people in his corner actually helped him? If the the next time might be the first time, usually the ones that are, you know, whispering in in the kid's career uh, career 
kid's ear or uh, it usually don't have the best advice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Caleb Rolls, who are your AFC, NFC champions? Who wins the Super Bowl? Uh, I think Kansas City wins the AFC. Okay. NFC, Philadelphia's been a little shaky down the stretch. What I saw from Dallas Monday night makes me think if Dallas, they could pull if this Dallas off. Dallas is playing like that. They got yeah. a great defense. Their offense has all the potential. Yeah. They've just been so up and down, and you feel like at some point it's going to crash just, for them. The other thing is they're not going to get to play at home. They got to go yeah. on the road for all these games. That's going to be really, really tough. So but Dak was Dak was fantastic on Monday. Yeah, maybe I think San Fran might be the choice in the NFC. San Francisco, pro, probably San Francisco and Kansas City is my two choices. I'm gonna go San Francisco, That's, Kansas City. Yeah, that, that just makes the most sense. And I'm gonna say Kansas City wins. I agree. I agree. Last one, last couple questions here from Ford Polk. Why did Jack Crystal not like Stansberry's kids? It's not that he didn't like them. Says that Jack Crystal is an older man, and older people don't like kids. He was just annoyed by they were you know running through the media room before yeah. like everybody's trying to eat and the kids are. I mean the kids were like five or six years old or something, and like they're running through, they're taking all the cookies and running around. They were just kids, and Jack was an ornery old man, and he just didn't want to deal with them. Agreed. It, it wasn't anything personal. Uh, last one, if you're a player like Will Rogers and there's no possibility of you transferring to another school and schools reach out to you about transferring and being their quarterback, why would you not out that school? Because Mississippi State is is tampering too, and he knows that. So why on earth would you you know burn down one school so they could burn you down? That's how recruiting works for the most part. It's only when you go out of control with it that somebody somebody people have to step in. And say, okay, now you've gone too far. But for the most, and a lot part, of these people don't want to snitch either. Yeah, people, no, nobody wants to snitch because it always comes back to bite you. So it's just as simple um, as that. All right, that's it for today. Tomorrow's show, we talked about it last week. We'll finally get around to it. We will look back at the SEC. I'm sorry, the uh, MSU media poll and pick some winners and losers. See who was closest on all the predictions uh, there. And then uh, we'll look ahead to the weekend uh, matchup Friday with uh, Florida uh, in uh, basketball. Big game for Mississippi State. They, they, I don't know what's going to happen tonight yet. Obviously, by the time you listen to this, you will know. But if they didn't beat Tennessee, they, they could really do with beating Florida. they got to win one of these games in this four-game stretch. This might be their best chance Saturday against the Gators. All right, we'll talk about that, and I'm sure a lot more uh, with you in the coming days. For Robbie Falk, I'm Reach Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.